and welcome back to Warriors Weekly, the official Glasgow Warriors Club podcast. My name is Jack Reed. I'm joined by Adam Ash. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Acast, and every other podcast platform. Actually, we can't really shy away from the matter at hand, the performance against the Kings. Obviously, a really disappointing result. What's the fallout being like today? Yeah, it's been a tough day, I guess. It was a long day's travel back yesterday. Um, and then, you know, obviously some t- tough meetings to go through this morning. Um, but yeah, just I mean, the performance wasn't like us at all. I think a lot of mistakes in that first half. Um, you know, a lot of players came off the pitch extremely disappointed with the way that they played personally. And uh, you know, I think I think we're a team that, you know, over the last four or five years has really built, um, you know, a fantastic reputation from a team that works really hard together. And I just don't think we've seen that out there in the weekend. Um, I think a lot of players let themselves down. Um, I guess we all need to put our hands up and reflect on it and and ask ourselves some questions. So, you know, a lot of it was player-led this morning. The coaches had some stuff for us, but, um, you know, a lot of it was down to the players to, to kind of discuss openly about how we're going to move forward from here. But, you know, uh, as we said in the meeting this morning, you know, you never get defined in one game. You know, there's a lot of games we played in a season and... Um, normally at some point all teams have a little slip up and you know this could be ours so it could be a blessing in disguise and you know from now on we move forward on to, to our next game uh, this week against the Dragons. Well a positive way of spinning it is the fact that it took us so long to have that slip up last season we went 10 games in the league unbeaten and then when it did come it kind of came repetitively we, we went on a bit of a losing streak then is it could it be a good thing just to focus the minds a bit, just to remind us we're not invincible, we're not going to go on this long winning run again and actually yeah, I mean, get, get it out of the way and then kind of build more progressively? I think so. You know, I think it could potentially be a good thing. Uh, last season was very different. Obviously, we had a new coach coming in and you know the dynamics of that are going to play out differently in a season than you know the second year or whatever. So... Look, everybody's going to be a bit disappointed, and, and I'm sure the fans are, are going to be a little bit let down after that performance. But you know, ultimately, I think uh, you know you, these South African teams. You, you can't write them off. They're they're extremely physical, and, and to play them, especially away from home, is a tough task. So, you know, I think uh, for us and to everyone else in the league, they've really put their hand up and said, you know, come out here and give us your best because uh, they're not going to roll over for anyone, and certainly not. They didn't do that for us, so. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we can only move forward from here, and I think it will be a bit of a wake-up call um, that potentially happened a little bit later on in the season, last season. But yeah, we need to we need to get out there and get a good win on Friday. And what was training like today? Pretty intense, considering we just got off a flight yesterday. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. It was quite a tough session this morning. Um, back to colder weather, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I guess it has to be done. Short turnaround this week, so train today, day off tomorrow, mm-hmm. be back in Thursday, um, and then into it on on Saturday. So, yeah, we had to get a lot of uh, work done this morning. Um, things that we had to improve on from the week the weekend. So, um, yeah, well, everybody will rest up tomorrow, and we'll we'll get into it again Thursday. Do you think it's still a case with these South African teams that they this is only their second season? You're used to playing the likes of. So Edinburgh and the Irish teams, world mm-hmm. teams, even the Italian teams more recently. But with these South Africans, we don't know an awful lot about them. We're not used to playing them. Do you think there's a bit of a little bit of that? 
I think so. I mean, definitely, because you know, if you look at the first two games of the season, um, you know, from looking at the footage, they didn't look altogether that tight a team. Um, and the Ulster game, which was the week before we played them, they they looked pretty, pr a lot tighter. You know, by no means a finished article, but uh, they certainly ran Ulster a little bit closer. And then on the weekend there, they they came out, and I, I thought they they had a fantastic game. Um, you know, I think they're going to run teams a lot of teams close this season, and you know, I wouldn't be surprised to see that they if they finished, you know, up above mid table. So, um, you know, I think the big difference between us and them in the weekend was that they were just really, really hungry and they wanted to win a lot, and and I think for us we just didn't really see that, and it's disappointing to say that it's probably the biggest the most upsetting thing as a player that you can say or if somebody says, you know, you didn't work hard enough or whatever, but, you know, these these things happen in sport and, and often the, the, the low times can be the biggest learning point. So, you know, these uh, South African teams, you know, I think the Cheetahs had an extremely successful first season last year, but I think this year potentially the Kings are a team to look out for. Um, you know, they scored some fantastic tries against us and uh, I think they've got a pack that are slowly working towards bigger things. Well, if, if the Kings are a bit of an unknown for us, they're certainly an unknown for everyone back here, the fans. So before the game in Port Elizabeth, I sat down with their COO, Charles Cruz, who explained to me just how influential the franchise has been to the history of rugby in South Africa and how it intends to continue that tradition. Take a listen. Last time I was in Scotland was when South Africa played Scotland at Murrayfield and we lost for the first time ever. Yeah. I mean, so you can imagine, I was in my office with my Welsh and Irish and UK mates, you know. And nice and confident, I'd imagine. Oh, we're on our way to Scotland to Edinburgh for a nice weekend. <laughs> yes, we got back. And what do you see happening this summer? This November? <coughs> Scotland is so good at the moment. And, um, yeah, they're very good. I think... Rassi is still trying to figure out what he's going to do with the World Cup. So Rassi's focus is solely on, on the World Cup. Um, because he's been, he's been trying a lot of combinations, doing quite a, quite a, you know, and trying a lot of local players and bringing in the odd overseas player. Um, but I don't think he has finalised his, his final 30 yet. There aren't a lot of test matches left. And uh, so this end of year tour, is a, is a big one. It's actually a big one. Probably one of the most important ones we've ever had. Because um, that will set up the, you know, there's no incomings next year. Um, it's going to be interesting to see how they manage the box in, in Super Rugby and how they're going to manage the game time in, in Super Rugby. So they've, they've done a lot of their periodizations for some of the players and it's been submitted and there's been lots of meetings with the high performance managers of all the franchises and the CEOs and the coaches you know from from the national team point of view um, what was your opinion on the overseas players being let back in we have to we you know we've got a big issue in this country where we're saying we need to try and retain our players and keep them from going overseas. We can't do that. If we're going to try and do that, um, you know, we're going to we will all be liquidated within the first year or two because we can't compete with the foreign currency. We can't pay those values. So, 
guys must go and they must be able to come back and use regulation nine and come and play. I mean, let the guys go. They, I, I, I can't see, I can't see us trying to prevent the players from going. You know, um, it's a different discussion when you're talking about younger players going and and being eligible to play for for the other unions. You know, uh, that's a different discussion to letting a a professional go and applies trade in a different country and and uh, you preventing him as a result of that for to play for your national team. I think you're just shooting yourself in the foot. So we had that 30 cap rule where you can only, you know, if you've played 30 caps basically go overseas and then, then you can be eligible for selection for the box side again. But they've now scrapped that. You know. So if you look at the quality of of box playing overseas currently, you can make a, you can choose and select a really good box side just out of foreign-based players. You know. Well, your side's got a really <coughs> proud history of producing Springboks. Through people back home who might not know about that, the Southern Kings and their relationship with Springboks. Yeah, I mean our our relationship with the Springboks. So th this rugby union is one of the oldest rugby unions in, in the country. Um, and the first rugby test match was played in St. George's Park here in Port Elizabeth and the first cricket test match was played at St. George's Park, both at this venue. We've had great rugby players come through this system, um, Donny Herbert, Garth Wright, um, you know, we've had um, Andre Foss also, Springbok captain, Henny LaRue, um, you know, George Rotenbach, there's been some really, really big names coming out of the system in the earlier days of rugby and then of late, you know, um, we've got our current Bach captain, Siakilisi, is coming out. Uh, he's out of Port Elizabeth. Um, we've got, within our province, that's quite a big province, um, we've got Makazoli, Mapimpi, Lukanyo, um, Kerwin Bosch, Sergio Peterson, um, you know, Jan Sarfontein is, is currently playing overseas. Um, you know, you've, you've got really big names and really good players coming out of this system. So, um, you know, we've provided a number of Springboks over the years. Unfortunately, a lot of them haven't gained their Springbok colours um, having played for this union or playing out of this union. They were bred here and then from here moved on and played for other franchises or other unions and from there got their selection. But they are from, from here. So, what we'd like to do um, is, uh, you know, have a sustainable business, um, you know, a, a really good high-performance system in place, um, you know, and uh, and ensure that we can actually retain those players and and, and improve on our, our youth structure, um, and actually because we've got such a, a broad base of talented youngsters and a really good school system, you know, we've got to be able to bring those players through, and you always end up contracting from outside in, in certain positions. Um, but ideally you'd like to play with your own players, your players from this area, from this region. Um, you know, is that one of the main focuses for a, you guys, is people a, from here playing for the Kings? It's a key imperative for us. You know, Isuzu is our title sponsor. Um, Isuzu is based in Port Elizabeth, they manufacture um, you know, uh, they, they're also into growth, sustainability and success. And uh, those are our key focus areas currently. Um, we've got a transformation. is, a, is also it's a very big topic in, in our country from a business point of view um, and also from a sporting point of view. 
Um, and th this, this province of ours is a province where, in, in our country, you've got the coastal provinces and then you've got the inland provinces, Gauteng and Cheetahs, and, um, you know, where the bulls and, um, you know, the lions are playing from. And then you've got us, where we've got border, Eastern Province, SWD, we're all, all on the coast, southwestern districts. And here, rugby is played by, you know, all races, colour, uh, you know, it is basically the preferred sport. Um, and we, when you go up north and you go inland, um, it's more soccer, football. So, and that's why traditionally most of, of your, your players who are currently playing um, either for the box or playing in your Super Rugby or Guinness Pro 14 franchises hail from the Eastern Cape. They were they, they are in this area and all come from this area um, because we traditionally have people who play the game here. Um, so this this really is a sleeping giant potentially. So actually, hopefully we can right some wrongs in front of a home crowd this Saturday. Under the lights, the Dragons are coming to Scotstoun and we'll need all the home support we can get and tickets for the game are still available from glasgowwarriors.org. Ashley, what kind of team are the Dragons? A good, a good challenge? Yeah, a, a good team, the Dragons. A lot different this year than previous years. Um, they've recruited quite well over the summer, I think. And, um, well, big, big Ross Moriarty. I grew up a, a Gloucester fan of something. Yeah, you love him, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> and big, big Ross coming, I'm excited to see him. Uh, he's a good player. He's a bloody powerhouse, that lad. So, um, Yeah, they're, they're going to be good. And I think it's going to be a good game because... You know, as you say, we're going to want to right some wrongs from the weekend before, and I think uh, we're going to get an intense rugby match with a, hopefully a lot of tries and, and whatnot. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to it, and uh, I think everybody just wants it to come as uh, quickly as possible mm -hmm. after obviously what happened last weekend. But you know, the Dragons are a good outfit, um, and they'll give us a good game, that's for sure. So, let's be having it. Well, it wasn't the whole squad who travelled to South Africa, and earlier we caught up with Lee Jones, who stayed back home, and he talked us through what was happening at Scotstoun for the two weeks everyone else was away. So, Jonesy, thanks for joining us. While the squad are in South Africa, you were, back, you were probably just a week too late coming back from your injury. What, talk us through that. You're fully fit now. Yeah, um, came back from summer two with a knee injury. And that cleared up all right, um, and then did a bit of training, and I had another injury, um, an Achilles injury that kind of cleared up. So I missed a couple of weeks training through that, um, and I was kind of just getting back, um, kind of week before the guys went to South Africa. So mm -hmm. um, it was good for me to get those couple of weeks um, a chance to kind of get it right, increase my um, training load and stuff, to get that back up there, um, and I managed to get a couple of runs out, um, run outs for Glasgow Hawks, mm -hmm. um, which was great, so training load back up, um, feeling a lot better, getting on top of the injury, and um, yeah, feeling, feeling good. It was perfect timing with injury, wasn't it, because you were getting married when you came back from the tour, and yeah. it gave you an extra week or so to get things organised. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, it worked out alright. Well, I, like I, I went to see the consultant after the... Um, did Charles not get injured as well? Did, did you both not get injured um, before the wedding? Did I hear I that right? She, um, oh, she's, she's had her fair share of injuries as well. I think she had a concussion. She's maybe still suffering the effect. I sometimes think she's still suffering. <laughs> 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 One day she's going to come around. Uh, she, she was playing hockey and she got back concussion. Um, and like, it's
can obviously relate to concussion and mm -hmm. the symptoms and stuff. Um, so that wasn't great. Um, in terms of the knee, I, yeah, so did the knee and then when I seen the consultant, he was like, oh, you need to wear this brace for six weeks. And I was like, right, well, I'm getting married and kind of, I think it was like four and a half, five weeks, is mm -hmm. there any chance that you know, I'd be able to kind of take it? He was taking precaution because um, it was the off season, obviously, there was nothing right, okay. to get right for. He was like, you wear it for six weeks. I was like, look, is there any chance I could even just take it off to get married and then stick it back on? He was like, you should be all right to kind of stand at the aisle with it off. Um, but if there's any dancing later on, uh, chuck it on. The child's quite happy with it. So Excuse not to, not to get on the dance. Like I managed a slow dance for the first dance, and that was really, really What fun. was your first dance? Um, oh, you put me on the spot. Charlene's choice. I can tell you right here. Thousand years. Thousand years oh, was right. the tune. Okay. It's off Twilight. Nice. Nice. So no you, choice, you know who choose. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely tune. Uh, but we had uh, one of our one of our friends, a girl um, called Anna. Charlotte sort of mentor, she actually sung it with oh, the band, nice. so uh, yeah, right. she did a really good job and it was, yeah, she did well. So let's, let's go back to the last couple of weeks, what was it like around Scotsdon? Quiet, I'd imagine, or what What was your schedule like? Yeah, um, okay, well, it was quiet in a way, but we had, um, I think there were still 14 guys, um, sort of full pro guys back, um, and then we kind of, there was a lot of academy guys as well, um, mm -hmm. so they kind of made up training numbers to, to a decent level um, so it kind of meant we had loads of guys training um, which was great and it, it gave us a chance um, to get to know a few of the academy boys that you sometimes don't see. Um, so Anyone really impress you? Um, there's, some, there's some good young guys there. Um, Barry Dewhurst? Uh, he was, he's injured at the moment. Is he? Yeah. He's a sharp young fella. Sharp, sharp on the feet. He's yeah, it's, it's a good step by. Yeah but now there's some Boys did well. Um, obviously, it was great for them as well to be mm -hmm. to be in training. And, and Mike um, Mike Blair was back leading things um, in terms of coaching, so that was good. Um, and then we had a couple of things a little bit different. Um, we did a boxing session in the first week just to mix it up a bit. Um, so we went along to. Who took you there? Was it Chico? No, Chico, Chico uh, kind of got us there and then handed over. To <laughs> ah, he always does that. He's like, boys, we'll do a boxing session. You get there and he's standing and in he's the corner. Watching. Doesn't want anything to do just, with it. Uh, just listen to the man. Cool. Right, if, the, if the full squad were here, who's the last person you want one-on-one -on -one in the boxing Easy session? answer for me. You go first, Jonesy. Uh, if it's a little sparring session, who's, who's incapable of going 50% and would just... Not so much that. First person that pops in my head is Darcy Lane. I don't because of a punch, you probably stand on your toe. Right, exactly. <laughs> I don't have your rugby boots on in the <laughs> ring or something. Stand on your toe. Um, you would go, oh, Fuzzy's an aggressive man. I don't know if you, you would give the same answer as me, but I think the reason you're not giving it is because you were on tour at the time we last went. Big Briz, a boxing oh, animal. Oh, yeah, He's trained. He's trained in boxing he? before. So uh, Ben Tamiafuna. Mm -hmm. he was doing some sort of charity fight and Briz and some other guy done the whole training camp with him and uh, you should see Briz boxing there's a video kicking about on WhatsApp <laughs> Briz hitting pads he would take somebody's yeah, head I've off a shoulder that video, I, after seeing that I actually thought you would have seen that video I, I thought you know what see you a couple of years training in there I think he could go he against could Big Joshua <laughs> <laughs> he's got fists to size and watch Aye. Head, like. 
Yeah. And his head's so big that you couldn't drop <laughs> him. Never <laughs> it's like an enormous chin. Aye, you just couldn't. So, man, I would not go near that guy. Um, serious fists. Big head. Man, hard one to take down. Okay, let's go back to the Hawks. A try against Lake. Felt good to be back out there. Yeah, no, it was good. Um, 40 minutes the week before and then and played 80 at the weekend um, down at Mansfield Park in Hoyk. Um, yeah, nice lo- for you. Lovely day, lovely field. Um, the Hawks guys were, they were pleased. They were like, this is, a, um, this is as good as it's going to get down here at Mansfield. And to be fair, the place was great. Uh, really nice pitch. Um, it's always like that in the borders, right? Always like that. The sun's always shining in the borders. Um, I was playing with, uh, Clash was playing on the other mm-hmm. wing and he, he drove down from Glasgow and he said it was, uh, it was one of the nicest drives he'd, he'd had. Oh, nice. Yeah. In Scotland, or? He said, yeah, he said, just in terms of scenery, it was a really nice morning driving down and uh, obviously driving through the, the rolling hills of the borders. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it was good. Uh, Hawks, we got our first win. Um, and there was, there was a few Glasgow boys playing. Um, but yeah, it Is it true that someone from the crowd in Hoyk after you guys won, shouted out, well done, Glasgow. Glasgow. <laughs> Somebody said that oh, to me. It was constant, um, well done, Warriors. Um, ah, really? Ah, oh, that was it, well done, Warriors, because you win the eye. We did, we did have a few uh, <laughs> pro guys and, and then, but they, hadn't, they didn't get any pro release, which, so they've, they've got a point there. Um, but a lot of the Hawks were scoring tries, and I, I felt like shouting back, there wasn't, there wasn't a Warrior touch the ball during that play, so. <laughs> you know, but it was just a, it was a bit of banter, and uh, aye, no, it was a good afternoon. We had a chat on a podcast recently about cheat meals and big McDonald's after training, big pizzas, Briz loves a KFC. But you've just started something other end of the spectrum, kind of <laughs> healthy eating. Tell us a bit about yeah, step away from rugby. Yeah, no, I had a I had a little kind of concept idea. Um, I started like a sort of Food, food sort of blog, if you will. Um, the way I, the way I see it is just kind of an insight into. I think we're quite unique as, in some ways, as maybe rugby players, as athletes, and what we eat and stuff. So just mm-hmm. kind of an insight into that, and then maybe a few recipes here and there. And a few rig shots. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Any excuse. <laughs> so will it be will it be recipes or is it is it? Designed for rugby players, is it kind of for amateur players who this is what professionals eat, this is what you should try after a game? Or? Could be, yeah. Um, it's kind of it's kind of an open, kind of open, open ended at the minute. I'll, I'll chuck a few recipes on, um, just an idea like say what I eat for breakfast, what I eat uh, before a game. Um, mm-hmm. If someone finds it interesting, but no, I just and I, I kind of just enjoy cooking as well. So it's about kind of just good food in general as well. It's not just all yeah, yeah. You know, nutrition all. and um, you know, within the within the box sort of stuff. It's just about uh, an appreciation for good food. Um, so we'll see we'll see where it goes. But um, what's it called? Uh, playing the chef. I'm gonna follow. I never even knew about this Jonesy. No, I just I just literally Have you tried Jonesy's cooking? No, but He's got a rig on him, so, <laughs> you know, anybody that wants to look like Jonesy, I'd get following this thing and get cooking the meals, because boy looks after himself. Plus he likes his food as well, there's a few boys around the squad well, who are really into the cooking. I was thinking maybe get a couple of guest, guest yes. posts on there, um, 
I'll stay out of the way. <laughs> no, I'm alright. To be fair, I've got better over the years. Like, I, I just don't know if it's like necessarily something I enjoy that much. I go through phases of like, you know, coming up with new meals and whatnot. But I'm usually just quite straight down the line. I've got like three or four signature dishes that I'll it's just cook. Just exactly. You know. And then it keeps the body fats down. You know, that's, that's what I'm all about. If you want a guest to come on to get the perfect cheese toasty dipped in ketchup, then just give me a shout. I could, I could deal with that minus the I've got a bit of phobia for ketchup. Really? Yeah. No meat though. Like an actual phobia? Oh, I hate the stuff. I hate the stuff. Jack needs to have ketchup. Ketchup and, ketchup and beans. Oh, and beans. I, I, I hate <laughs> the stuff. So yeah. I can do a cheese toasty. You can come on and do a cheese toasty. He needs ketchup, man, because he's vegan. He needs to get the sugars uh, in. Wow, veggie. Veggie. I couldn't give up cheese, mate. We've just been in South Africa and should have seen the size of some of these steaks. <laughs> the big boy was turning them down. Away. Should see we one went, kilogram. We, we went out to a big steak restaurant, the whole coaching department, all the management, like just exclusively steak. And I'm there, I'm just. <laughs> just what did you have to order? I had chips. I had chips and, and like a salad. <laughs> and it was the most heartbreaking two hours of my life. They, they, these big, like, anti-pasty things are like built on and it's been veggie for like a year now and this is the first time that I was I nearly uh, I nearly a good salad, salad to be fair as well in South Africa generally it was a good salad it was a good salad everything's big isn't it yeah suits us big lads we need to get a vegetarian recipe on there for you well cheese toast is my staple but I'll I'll have a think right mate thanks very much for joining us she's Jonesy boy thank you that's all for this week thanks for listening to Warriors Weekly we'll be back at the same time next week to review the Dragons game don't forget that tickets for that game are still available on glasgowarriors.org also a reminder that when you do buy a ticket for the game you'll be emailed a code to get free bus travel with First Bus so keep an eye out for that and then we'll see you at Scotson on Saturday night I know you know, know you know.